Welcome to The Broad Pod, just a couple of broads interviewing inspiring women. I'm Becca. And I'm Jackie. Let's get inspired together. Don't forget to stay tuned at the end of the episode for a special surprise for our guest. And thank you to WKWC for allowing us to use their podcast studio. All right, so... This is a special Mother's Day um, episode. Yes. Very exciting. Um, It's one that we've kind of been waiting for for a while. Yes, anticipation. Uh, Exactly. But before we get started, I love that. (laughs) I don't know what that was. Sorry. (laughs) That's just normal, Becca. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Behavior. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. (laughs) Bad behavior. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) She shakes her head, yes, aggressively. Um, But I wanted to take a minute, and I know Becca will totally agree with this, just to shout out. Uh, women of all kinds this Mother's Day, stepmoms, dog moms, cat moms, yes. um, friends that have stepped in as moms, adoptive moms, biological moms, um, birth mothers, birth mothers. Yeah. Yes, very important. Moms in waiting. Moms in waiting that are uh, because it is a very hard time yes. for women that are you know really hoping to be mothers one day. So we just want to remind you all to. Um, think of them this Mother's Day. Don't forget about them because um, every woman can be a mother in, yeah, some, in way. some way. I can yeah. remember like up until last year, I can remember having a conversation with Matt like I don't want to go to church on Mother's Day because it, yes. it was just, it could feel like a little bit of a reminder of what Absolutely. it is I wanted to be that I wasn't. Yes. And then I also have a friend who just lost their mom this past week. Yeah. And so I think a lot about him and what this Mother's Day is going to feel like. So for, for a lot of people, yes. you know, Mother's Day can be um, a hard time as well. So I think just recognizing that. Yes. And being ways. sensitive to that because I can totally relate to you. Um, before I had children and was in the thick of, you know, my journey definitely was a dark time. I always was very joyful about, you know, celebrating my mom, right. uh, but was hopeful that I would get to do that celebrating yeah. in the future. So it was, it was, it was definitely a hard day. You know? Yeah. And it wasn't like, so, a, I don't want to say like I was bitterness and didn't no, like, no. want to celebrate other people, but yeah, it was, of there was course. a little bit of pain that went with it. Absolutely. Well, so, I felt yeah. that pain deep. <laughs> but I think people, so. you know, like, um, I know your mama was just talking about this, but I remember at Owensboro Christian, they would hand out flowers at, at, in the lobby yes and they would give it to every woman everyone you know, sort of like with the yes. statement that you said like everybody's been a mom to somebody mm-hmm. in some sort of way sure, um, absolutely whether it's just like you know i was a really good aunt i'm still yes. a really good aunt, i think but you know that's <laughs> exactly. not my, main, my and, main gig anymore and bereaved mothers right that you know there's just so many special women that need to be recognized Definitely. for mother's day so anyway that we we're just charging you to make somebody uh that you might not have thought of on this mother's day feel extra special for sure so Anyway, okay, so this is a full circle moment because to me, we have the ultimate broad, one of the ultimate broads in the room with us. And Becca is also going to be talking to her mom, who's not in the room with us right now, but she is going to be interviewing her. Um, She'll be in, right, in this weekend? Yes, this weekend, just because she lives out of town, so it's a little more difficult. So these are the ultimate broads in our life. Oh, yeah, the main broads. The main broads. Big broad energy. (laughs) That's right. They're the ones that, you know, I don't know, made us, shaped us into Literally made us. Literally made us, yeah, in the womb. We get the blame. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And we can blame them for our bad behavior. No, I'm kidding. But um, we have right now in the room... uh, the most important woman in my life, uh, she is just an example of hard work, thoughtfulness, um, selflessness. Oh my goodness. I always tell my mom that 
I, she's there even when I don't know I need her. Like she'll show up with like I want her. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, <laughs> exactly. Like there's it's she kind of reminds me of like Mary Poppins in that way because it's like uh. You know, maybe I was making something for dinner and I didn't have X. She's like, oh, here it is. Like, she always appears when I don't know I need her. But I. But then I told her, I always need her. I always need you. Yeah. So, like, she pops up at the most important times. And she's just, like, everything to everybody. Like, I mean, she is a, a, a hairstylist and has been for 30 plus years, right? And, I mean, every one of her clients over the years would say, like, she's the most remarkable human they've ever known i mean it's just she's just a she is who she is she's genuine she's loving and i mean i could go on and on she is just like uh just a model human being and a model (laughs) woman and i I just she just is she's just wonderful she's just authentically her so i'm so happy to have you in here because this this episode and the episode with our husbands hands down faves (laughs) Faves. i love all our broads but this is the ultimate broad episode yeah, for so, sure. Mom, my, oh, by the way, my mom's name is <laughs> Mom, but um, Shelly Schmidt. So, Mom, would you tell us a little bit about who you are? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, as Jackie's mom, Adrian's mom, and Jordy's mom. That's really my title. Everybody yes. knows. Yes. Uh, would you like to hear something about my where I grew up and all that? Yes, stuff? I yeah. want to hear all okay, about. Well, yeah. it's a little confusing. Yes. I was born in Plattsburgh, New York, which is near huh. Canada, and it's kind of country New York, so everybody's always like, oh, the city. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and after a few years, lived in Vermont, did all my elementary school in Burlington, Vermont, and then back again to New York. My parents, um, my father was with GE, so there's a lot of transfers okay. there. So we moved a lot, like every four years, something like that. So moved back to um, Vermont. And then back to New York again for um, high school and cosmetology school. So when I graduated high school, I also had my hairdressing license. So then I moved back to Vermont again. I don't know why. I wanted to go to a private school there. So I went to that school. I just didn't feel ready. Nobody's ready. You know, we're just not. (laughs) So I went to a private school, and then that man owned nine salons. So I moved to his salon that was in um, Montpelier, Vermont, which was my first job. And the funny part about my first job that Jackie probably doesn't even know <clears throat> is that on my first week there, I got a call in, and they gave it to me. So I did this lady's hair. She was so nice. And this is in Montpelier. And she worked at the Capitol Building. Mm-hmm. Well, little did I know, she was the secretary of the state board of hairdressing. And I did not quite have my license yet. (gasps) And the manager told me, go ahead and work. We just, back then they did TB tests, you Mm -hmm. know, for everybody. So that test hadn't come back, but everything else was right. She said, oh, go ahead and work. It'll be here any day. So I did. And of all people, that's who the secretary of state. So she goes back to her office after hearing I just moved here and all that and notices that she did not remember me coming in for my license. So she looked it up and gave me a phone call said, hey, um, so anyway, the owner of the salon was fined $500, but I still kept my job. Yeah. So I must have been good. You must have been good. You didn't mess her hair up, so that's good. He just simply came there. He had nine salons that he toured around. He came there a couple weeks later and said, you don't do the Secretary of State Board's hair. If you don't have a a license. license. 
did you not know this? I was like, well, the manager told me to go ahead and start. You know? yeah. But anyway, he just shook his head, and I just kept working. Oh and anyway, I stayed there for a while, and then my family told me they were going to move to Kentucky. And I was like, wow, I don't mind living three hours away, but to live 23 was a little too much for me. So I moved back and moved to Kentucky with them. I was glad I did because I love it here. Mm -hmm. That's when I got married and had three children in 1980, 1982, 1986. We won't say which one's January. I'm the youngest. Of course I'm going to say it. 1986. (laughs) If I was the oldest, I would say I'm a 1980 baby. Hey, you're the same age as my oldest brother. Little little nugget. (laughs) It was great. I was just meant to come to Kentucky. And and, um, I now have. Seven kids and nine grandkids between my husband and myself. Mm-hmm. And when they were little, I just had a salon in my home, and I stayed in was a stay at home mom helping farm stuff, and then did salon work too. All the kids were kind of right there with their toys, right where the <laughs> shop was. So that was fun. But then about 1989, I think when Jackie was about three or four. I thought, oh, I don't want to let my career go that I worked so hard for. Mm-hmm. So I decided I wanted to go back, and I took just a little refresher in Evansville. And then I worked for a salon called Connie Shear Design, which has now been Shelly and Friends for 34 years. Mm-hmm. And that's her shop. Yes. <laughs> I don't really like bragging that much about how long I've been there because I don't want people to think it's like, menopause lounge or something. <laughs> we have like a no, lot of here young, at the menopause lounge. <laughs> we have a lot of young girls anywhere you from do. age 21 to 70 so mm-hmm. we've got about half and half and i'm really proud of that yes because it really helps in in our business especially if you've been there that long to have somebody that does everything yeah just a little yeah. bit yeah. of everything i think yeah. it keeps us really we all learn from each other it's wonderful so that's pretty much my story. Mm-hmm. I bought that shop, and I've been there ever since, and I just love it, and I feel like I balance between that and being a mom, and I hope my kids think so, too. Now, where is your shop located? Right next to the Owensboro Police Department. Oh, that's a nice Ninth place to Davis, be located. Davis, right yes. next to Brescia, real yes. close to Brescia. That's a nice view you yeah. get every time. And it's yeah. a beautiful, <laughs> yeah. it's a beautiful shop. I mean, she yeah. has renovated it. I think, was it 2020 when like yeah, COVID hit? COVID. You all like completely re- <coughs> revamped it. It's beautiful and light, like all the natural light coming in. It's yeah. just like updated and it's gorgeous and lots of space. And so, I think anyway. that was probably the attraction with a lot of the younger girls too. Really yeah, updated. It's updated. updated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I always say my mom's the OG hair, hair salon <laughs> in town. Just saying. Oh, <laughs> it's been I around a long that. time. So. I had no idea that Jackie was that. My biggest revelation there is that you were raised by a Yankee. Yes. No kidding. I had, yes. You know. It's a fact. Yeah, but I like it. It's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of your street smarts. I, mean, I know you're from like upstate New York, but yeah, I like I it. I love that. Love it. it is so funny after all these years that somebody will still pick up and say, you're not from here, are you? And I totally sound like I am to me. But not to other people. Oh no, I can hear no. it. In right? Your, in yeah. Your accent, for you sure. don't have like a southern drawl at all. It's like she's very like neutral, or mm-hmm. like you'll I'm hear that. That's what northern. I always said. I'm just a mixture. Yeah, yeah. your butt. It's fun. <laughs> so Becca it. is gonna take away our our um, uh, icebreakers. Is that what icebreakers? they're called? I can't. Yeah. I can't use my brain today. Yeah, no, it's yeah. okay. I understand completely. <laughs> all right. Are you ready for these? Sure. Okay. All right. Number one question. What has been one of the most influential films for you and a short reason why? Wow. Okay. (laughs) Well, there is a movie back in 1967 called Berserk. Berserk. And it's a circus 
horror movie. Oh, Lord. Okay. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> it sounds like clouds. I was sounds probably like nine or ten. I was young, pretty young. And I wanted to go see that movie so bad with my friend. And my mother, of course, said no. And I was like, why? You know, why can't I? I hate you. you know, all right, right, right. All the stuff you said. All the right. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Right. right. And so she said, you're not going to that movie. She said, but you can go to the donkey basketball game. You're going to have to explain and, what that is. What's well, donkey? in our town, let's go. And um, let's see, where were we then? We were in Vermont then. Okay. And um, in Burlington, they had a donkey basketball team, which consisted of all the teachers. They would ride donkeys in the gym and play basketball. <laughs> and people say Southerners are weird. Yeah. <laughs> no. What in the world? I knew you'd appreciate oh, yeah. that. But I am not kidding when I tell you that's the biggest event because it's hilarious. And oh, I can only every imagine. teacher is, you know, does this and participates and everybody in the town is there. But not me because I wasn't going anywhere if I couldn't go see Berserk. <laughs> so I absolutely would not go. I don't know if they got a babysitter or just said, fine, you're home, because yeah. nobody, everybody else will be at the basketball game, so you're you know, <laughs> But anyway, I did not go, and I missed out, because they talked about that donkey basketball for a month, and I was probably the only one in the hotel town that didn't go, because I wanted to see dessert. You wanted to see so, murderous clowns. Yes, that's exactly right. So I know it's not the movie, actually, but that has always stuck with me as the old don't cut your nose Despite, Despite your face, yeah. yeah. I can't tell you how much that has hit me all my life. And I thought, no, no I'm going to do that. I could have gone to that. And everybody talked about it except me. <laughs> and they didn't have cameras like to do pictures as much back then. Right. You know, you had to go to the store and print them. Nobody was doing that. <laughs> I have a lot of logistical questions about the donkey basketball. <laughs> please, please. Was it well, I didn't get to outside. go. I'm sorry. Had you been it, to one in the it was inn? inside. So how did they manage the donkey? Donkey um probably excrement. just had a little little person just like in Scooping South Carolina. It, like little like <laughs> you know, okay. you was it a fundraiser rides. for something or just like a and just a fun just fun a fun thing? Like it may have been toward the end of this the <laughs> year school year. Yeah. So maybe the kids didn't have to come back to that gym the next day. Have you ever seen the movie Berserk though? Since? Yes, I did get to go see the movie. It was probably years later, and it was. Really, the most ridiculous, silliest. Joan Crawford was in it, though, of oh, all really? things. She was in that movie. But it was like all these things going wrong at the um, circus that, like, for instance, when they put the lady there and they're going to cut yeah. her in half. They actually cut her in half. <laughs> Whoopsie. I wasn't going to say that. It was just a movie. I can't. You can't. Mm -mm. No. So you can see why my mom did Clowns the right thing, not letting me go. Mm -hmm. But I Good couldn't. on you, mom. Yes, I couldn't at the time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it is true. But I learned a lot about that, about not, um, not being so stubborn that I missed out on something that I wished I could tell you more about. Yeah. yeah, the donkey basketball game. That's a good that's, lesson. That though, is a really good. That. I love that's that. Different than where I thought that was going to go when yes. you said that Berserk was your most. I thought it was going to be like I've been like traumatized ever since. I know, and I can't. I can't look at a clown now. <laughs> I know it's crazy because really it's not the movie itself, but it's just the whole idea. No, no, no. But yeah. you learned something from it. That's I great. did that's big great. time to um, this day. Okay, so if you could be the member of any fictional family, which one would you be, and why? I always wanted to be part of Andy Griffin's family because oh, yeah. I was the Aunt B in my family growing up. I was the oldest girl, so I had to take care of everybody, six brothers and sisters, fixing the lunches. And if I didn't cut the sandwich just right, they were reporting me to my mother and, <laughs> and I had to make sure their job was done. 
and I got in trouble if they didn't do their all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was Aunt B, so I wanted to live with an Aunt B <laughs> so badly because my parents so that both she would worked. Take care of everything. <laughs> yes, and the town. I love the town. I mean, Opie can walk around. He gets an ice cream soda every day. You know, he can just walk <laughs> down the streets. Mm-hmm. Nothing scary. You know, except maybe um, what's his name, <laughs> Andy's partner, um, Barney. Fox. Barney. Yeah, he's always. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I just love that. I always thought that was great. And Aunt B was such a, what we were talking about, bonus moms. Yeah. You know, that was a sad situation. But my gosh, she was the happiest kid because of Aunt B. So yeah, I wanted to have special. an Aunt B in my life. So I wasn't Aunt B. I know that's wine, 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 isn't no, it? No, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> that's I did such have, a good show, too, that is. you don't hear a lot it's about. It's so wholesome. Have you ever been to, because um, it was, they called it Mount Pilot, I think, on right. the show, yeah. but it's actually in, it was filmed in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, I and haven't. so it's it's near Asheville, and you can go and like visit, and they have wow. like places from Andy. But anyway, I recommend. And I there's like an Aunt B's restaurant there, so yes. you should totally oh, go. Fun. You should totally go yeah. to Pilot Mountain. Sometime. So that's probably so, really that's a good answer. Strange, Jackie. No, to hear that. that's a no. great. I love that. Oh. Well, good. Yeah, and I that's love an answer it. we haven't heard before. No, never. So that's I love that. I'm afraid I got too many of those. <laughs> Sorry. All right. If you could only listen to one song on repeat for the rest of your life, which one would it be and why? I totally am excited because I feel like I could guess. Photograph my Nickelback. Really? No way. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny because I, I would have never. I, I know you wouldn't have. You expected never. Ben Morrison or Tom Petty. Or... Uh, no, I, I expected um, Crazy Diamond. Yeah, I love Crazy Diamond. Or Angie. But, yes, and that was my favorite. But if I had to Tell listen me. to it the rest of my life, the reason is I get such a good nostalgic feeling from that song. I can't mm. even explain it. You know, the video just gives me chills and it just makes me, takes me back to high school. Makes me like when I go back to visit, I always want to go stand in front of my old house and get my picture made. And yeah. I love looking at my annual and um, we called them yearbooks. I yeah. know they call them yeah. annuals now. But, but I just, that, I just get a great feeling from that song of remembering the fun parts of everything gets hectic as you get older and you're in the work world mm-hmm. and not in the school and friends and all the drama. You know, that was kind of fun. I don't, just don't know if you appreciated it as much is when you look back on it now and get that good feeling. So that's that's, that's why I, I like that one. Plus, it's a, it's a beautiful song, too. Yeah. But yeah. it's the feeling it gives me. I like that you had no idea that's what she was going to say. No either. idea. I guess I'm going to have to give Nickelback a, a listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I can see the video. Like, I can see, because don't they, like, take photos and, like, yes. they, then they oh, go, like, yes. live or what? I can see that video. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have never guessed that out ever. on the way home. Would not have guessed that. Yeah, that's, that's a good answer. Yep. That's All right. great. I love so it. So those are icebreaker yes. questions. You killed yep. it. Like yes. a murderous clown. So <laughs> now you're going to go oh berserk God. on these questions. <laughs> I gotta go Google that movie. Oh my too God, you're home. so good, Because I can't, I can't deal with watch horror movies. Oh my God. Sure. Uh, don't watch it when Channing or Sylvia are there, please. No, I'll <laughs> okay. probably be scared. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Okay, so since it's our Mother's Day episode, we wanna hear about motherhood from your perspective. And this will be really interesting for both of us to hear from our moms, I yeah. think. The questions that we may not have not ever asked. So right. this will yeah. be really neat. Um, so the first question I have for you, mom, is. What was one of the most challenging things about motherhood for you? Uh, I think not recognizing the minute your child is born, you're responsible. I mean, the minute. I don't care if you have a babysitter and you're gone. It's in your brain. There is no taking it out. And in fact, when you're younger and you have kids, you go out to dinner. All you do is talk about them. I mean, it's it's your own dinner. It's like, you know, all that stuff. So, So I would say that is probably... 
one of the hardest things that you don't realize. You think, oh, you know, they'll be fine, but they're always there. The mm-hmm. responsibility of them is there. And um, does that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like all consuming. Yes. Like you're yeah. constantly. It's I just mean, like this different weight is like yeah, immediately on you. Like one, yeah. I'm happy to shoulder, but yeah, it's of just course. a different. Of course, your whole perspective of. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. And and uh, a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> just, just, a just a little. Yeah. A little teeny I also bit. think that um, when you have those days, like when they don't like you, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes they'll even say it and you're like, what? Oh. I drove the teenage years. This is the hardest. Did I say that? You know you still have to be the parent, but you want to be the friend because they yeah. like your friends and they might not, you know. Yeah. So that's really hard, but. I feel like I did a pretty good job accepting that, but there's a couple times that it depends what mood you're in when your kids might act that way that you take it harder. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Imagine. And uh, 100% sure that it, me or the boys, the boys, my brothers, my older brothers, if we ever said that, we were obviously just acting, acting out, out of, of emotion. Yeah. yeah, we were just saying something to be mean. You oh, know, yeah. obviously we never meant it. That's for sure, and that's good for me to remember. Because that's coming in my future with yeah. two daughters. <laughs> but um, okay, so <clears throat> what has been the most rewarding part of being a parent for you? Well, this probably sounds cliche, but it's watching your kids have these great relationships and marriages, and then watching them have children mm-hmm. and how they parent is just amazing. Watching it, at least for me, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. But I, I, I think that's the most rewarding to watch the effort and work you put into your kids that you see that they're doing probably even greater things, really. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, greater things, more patience, watching Mm. them raise their families, their careers, every part of it. I think it's just really fun watching it. That's cool. It's hard not to want to control it. That's another (laughs) challenging. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. But it's very, uh, fortunately for me, I don't feel like I have to because you all have had such great direction. Yeah. On your own. Yeah. So, well, from you and, sweet and yeah, our, yeah, all of our parents. Um, <clears throat> okay. So what has been one of your favorite phases of like your kids, like newborn, toddler, teenage, et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> well, I got to say, when y'all were little tiny babies and I had complete control of you, <laughs> I could decide who you were going to be around, yeah, where you were going to go, because that's the hover mom or the helicopter mom. In yeah. Me. The control. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself aware. You're like, I'm still working on it. Yes. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. And no. still, yeah, there's no question about that, that I felt comfortable when I knew where everybody was. But once you start getting in that phase where they're driving or they're wanting to go in the car with somebody else and all that, there's a whole nother thing. Before that, I thought it was just a big deal if you fell and cut your lip, you know. Yeah. But I realize now that was the easiest times when I had you all right there and knew the environment you were in. That's sure. A good reminder for us, too. I know. I just got, like, more anxiety. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thinking about like, cars. I can control Kid. things right now. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't feel like that, but yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Everything's fine. But it's we're good. We're fine. At the time, though, no, I really don't. I think you think it's yeah. hard. Yeah. Oh, you do. Time. I think we're in it. We're like, oh gosh, 
yeah, sick I can't kids. Wait you can do this or I can't, exactly. Yeah. I feel like you're sort of wishing it away when you sure. do that. We need to just. But to like, me, I think that the most difficult thing I can think of is like when my friends' kids start driving. Uh, yes, I think, oh my god, yes. no. I'm gonna really let them do that. Like <laughs> no. I, can't, I can't imagine. I can't that feeling of like yeah. letting yes. go a little bit. No, that's just not in my. I nature. have worried about my oldest grandson for five years ago. He I just said, turned sixteen. My husband, yeah. I said, I'm upset about something, honey. And he said, what? I told him, and he goes, could we please worry about something a little sooner than five years from now? I said, no, this is what I'm upset about. Everybody's on their phones, and they're not driving good yeah. So it's true, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I that mean, would just be a real exercise for me in, like, release, oh which gosh. I'm not very good at. No. I, know. I feel uh, you, boo. I feel yeah. you. I'm not, I'm not going to be good at that at all. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't even it's think about hard. it. I can't even go there in my mind right yeah. now. Sorry to bring <laughs> you there. <laughs> so, it is tough. Hey, it's reality. Um, <clears throat> okay, so how has motherhood changed from when you had little ones to now, I guess, or parenthood? We could say parenthood. How has it changed from now, your kids' parenting styles? Okay, well, and I can't, I don't want to say this is for everybody, but I feel like parenting is more of a team than it used to be Mm -hmm. when I was younger. It is such a team now. I mean, when I see how you and Zach are and how Adrian and Annie Laurie and Jordan and Cindy, they're all a team with their kids. One's doing as much as the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just um, think that is, maybe I just didn't see it where I was. Yeah, but I think it's bigger now. And I think grandparents, maybe they were more involved. And in, I didn't see it because mine didn't live nearby. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so many of my customers are constantly, like, with me doing things with the grandkids. And mm-hmm. I feel like it, the whole thing is more more teamwork. Yeah. Do you guys think that, too? I mean, Well, I mean, as as I guess. I think so. I think there's less, I mean, even... And not in a bad way, but my parents were more like traditional roles. Like like my mom um, didn't work for the first, you know, however many, I don't know. It was just more of those traditional roles. um, And I think we're getting away from that a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. Even like I can see my parents as they've moved into grandparents, there's less of those traditional roles with them too. But yeah, I I think you're exactly Yeah, because I don't want to insult anybody that might have always been a team like that. Right. But I'm just seeing more of it. Yeah. Which is great. I can't imagine... Not having oh, no. the team, the I, teammate. And I know there's people who probably don't have oh, yeah. you know, good teammates it's, out there or whatever, yeah. but I don't know. It could be I'd have more lost my mind 10 times too. by now yeah. if I didn't have a good teammate. Yeah. A lot more mom stayed home years true. ago, so that, you know, you have to help when both of you are working. Right. And you want yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, So <clears throat> what is something, oh, yeah, I like this question. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I, This question will be interesting to hear from you, but. Um, this is asking you, what is something that you think that I'm doing well as a mom, which I cannot wait to hear. <laughs> well, first of all, I love watching you with the girls because you're silly and fun. Oh, good. But Aww. you're still a parent, but you're very silly and you're dancing with them. And you're, I feel like we did some of that. Ah, absolutely. Know? All the time. Yeah. yeah. But I, sure. I love that. Um, Mark comments all the time how he knows you quietly teach Oh, good. Oh, yeah. I thought that was so neat. He says, you quietly teach. Like, when you're doing things, he said, those girls are such talkers. They didn't get that way accidentally. You're always teaching them as you're doing things with them. And he thinks that's why they um, talk so well. Oh, good. Are really interactive kids, very much so. So I I don't think I get full credit for that. that You're constantly doing that. I'm glad. The other thing I see that I think is amazing is that you are very in tune to their emotions. And their moods. Oh, yeah. So you don't Uh-oh. scold them because 
you know, I mean, in my day, I was like crying over a boy. My mother was like, if they're going to cry over a boy, you just need to get rid of him. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no, like, yeah. you know, you are so into their emotions and moods and you don't discipline them because of that. You're more sensitive with them because you know that's normal to have different emotions and different moods. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that's very, Probably, I have them. Right. Well, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's really good that that's you great. do that. And I think it makes, I've seen you when one of them might have a meltdown and you handle it so well. You know, thank you. It, it's, it turns into a hug, not a fight every time. You need to come over to my house I and tell me how to do that. that. I appreciate that. That is, I'm a work in progress on that because it doesn't always go that way. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, sometimes I'm in a good headspace where I can be calm, be the calm one. But I mean, everything you read or hear is like you being escalated is right. not going to de-escalate. It escalates them. them right? It just so if I'm getting hyped up, that's not helping the situation. So if I can keep my cool, it's going to. Mm-hmm. you know, really help the whole situation. So I try that, but it doesn't always go that way. But I appreciate that you see the effort that we I'm making. I do. <laughs> I appreciate lot. it. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, it makes me like, oh, I was terrible. No. <laughs> oh, true. my gosh. No. Trust me. I probably have more times that I'm not. I'm, I don't have it under control. Well, not showing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm doing my best around you, Mom. I'm, no, well, I don't see, believe I, it. I'm kidding. Channing, um, I haven't been around Sylvia really, but mm. Channing, just a couple of times I've been around here, just the way she like speaks to, you know, hello, I'm Channing. <laughs> How are you, Asher? You know, like she's just like a little like adult. She, she doesn't seem like afraid around people or anything and just very confident. And yeah. she does speak so well. She does. Yes. says a lot about you and yes. well, sex parenting for sure. Thank you. And uh, also having her Granby, which is what all the grandkids call her. Uh, the first um, uh, grandkid coined that Granby. He put a B in Grammy. So anyway, she's Granby. That was a little backstory. But um, I mean, being around her is, you know, an awesome influence for all the grandkids as well. Um, <clears throat> I skipped a question. That's probably why I got flubbed up on uh, reading the other one. But um, so... Now that you've experienced most major seasons of parenting, what advice would you give to other parents? I would say just chill out and the socks don't have to match. (laughs) I love it. And Annie Laurie was the smartest. Put a big basket of all the socks and the boys just put on whatever socks. And I I loved it. Because growing up, we could never find our socks. We could all, we never, they always had a shoe missing, you know. I don't yeah. know where my shoes went. I think we hit them on You just each like other. throw them. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like, you know, I just feel like chill out. And the other thing that, and this is things I wished I would have done more, is to listen more and avoid unsolicited advice. Because I'm pretty oh, bad girl, about like, yes. you need to do what I say you should do. Yeah. You know, I just think that if you don't try to mold them, to what you are or your things, just share your advice maybe, but don't mold because I don't know, that's what I would have liked to have done more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can I go back and be a parent again? <laughs> you I have done better. a fabulous job. Hey, you're still a parent. Well, yeah, that's yeah. true. You're just in a you're different not, phase. And that's you're a grandparent. Still, yeah. I'm just taking on more responsibility. <laughs> grandparents but, the fun part, right? I mean, yeah. that's oh, what I hear. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I would say yeah. Jackie has been good for me though because she'll say, Mom, that's okay got this you know i mean she definitely puts me in my place if i and that's okay healthy boundaries yes (laughs) well that's just because i'm already anxious and then her anxiousness makes me extra anxious and then we're all anxious and then so i'm like can you not make me more anxious right back it up yes i love you and i appreciate you just bring it down i'm already there because i probably don't show my anxiousness outwardly as much as you do like Mm -hmm. I keep like I feel it on the inside I'm like 
I'm panicking in this moment. I'm going to stay calm. So then here comes mom saying what I'm feeling. I'm like, no, I want to keep it in. I love it. I love it. But anyway, all right. So um, who are some women who have inspired you? Or if you don't want to name names, what are qualities in women in your life that have inspired you? Well, this probably just seems so like, oh, everybody says this. But I'm going to say my mom mm-hmm. because um, she managed to work, have six kids all a year apart. Wow. Mm. Wow. And that wasn't easy. And I remember one day she called me. And um, it, there was a lot of hollering going on in the background and all <laughs> of that. And I'm like, stop. I'm trying to talk to my mom. you know. And they were just carrying on crazy. And I said, they're driving me nuts. And she says to me, you only have three. Just put them in their room and shut the door. And I was like, that coming from a lady that had six all right. a year apart. That's probably pretty good advice, meaning I'm just taking it too hard. Right. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. so I said to her, let me know, Mom, really, how did you handle that? How did you have six kids all a year apart and handle it? She said, well, I got a job and got the hell out of there. <laughs> I was like, (laughs) Shelly and friends, here I come. (laughs) That's so silly. I mean, and also I will say that my stepmom taught me a lot too because she loves kids and she loves playing with kids. And whenever I would take the kids over there when they were little, she would always play Yahtzee. She'd just play different games with them. And I'm sitting there going, I guess I should be doing that. (laughs) So like when I'm in the home, there's all this chaos and I'm trying to cook and clean. Yeah. And then she was doing all these games, and I, it did. It made me feel like, you know, I appreciate her taking the time. And she actually had fun doing it. I know mm-hmm. she did. Yeah. You know, she'd be shaking that Yahtzee, and sometimes I'd see Dad going, do you really have to keep shaking that Yahtzee? <laughs> and she would look at him like, don't say a word. We're having fun. Right. And I really appreciated that she taught. She, I, I witnessed that, and I saw how much the kids loved interacting with her on games that were their level too mm-hmm. so yeah. that did make me feel like i need to do a little more shoots and ladders and yeah and we did so that's that was one that's one thing I, I feel like there was tons of people at panther creek that were such good influences i mean the ladies of panther creek church where i went for years and years my mom wasn't here and I, my mother-in-law had mm-hmm. passed away so um they were just all great um, influences to me just watching how they did things so I appreciated that too I think that God puts people in your life where they need to be if you 100%. just open up and, and uh, let them in and I had lots of people um, that was lovely all those people are lovely to me as well I know <clears throat> um, okay so final question what are you most proud of about yourself it's a hard one isn't it because you feel like you're tooting your own horn but, well, toot toot, baby. Well, Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm going to say that I take my family commitments very serious. Mm-hmm. And I know I do. When I make a commitment for something, it's set in stone. And I'm going to have to be sick or dead to not <laughs> meet that commitment. I, I really feel that way. I, yes. I mean, yes. You know, but I just, I can't commit to like exercise or drinking water or, you know, <laughs> I mean, like keeping the car clean or any of that stuff. But I can commit to my family. Oh, and it is so true because she will, she'll keep, because um, I enjoy it. yes, I know you do, but you also like, don't want to let us down, which you never would. You've never let us down ever in life. Um, but she'll like, she'll keep, you know, my daughters or Channing specifically, she keeps her a couple times a week. And I mean, she is just like all up in arms if like something pops up and she's like, 
I, I do have to do this thing. And it's so rare that she has to do that. And it, I can just tell it really, really bothers, bothers her. Because yeah. she, she's like, but I know you count on me. And I'm like, I, I, I can always count on you for everything. So I'm like, you deserve to be able to do what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you're all, I mean, everybody can always count on you. It's not even just family. I mean, you're committed to your friends also. So my, yeah. I do love my work family too. And I yes. feel like I'm committed to them. Yes. And you're hope, committed hope to they- just anybody that you care about which is literally any human so that she knows she is she's just no committed. pressure you just have to care yeah. about all the humans yeah i mean she is no. she's so committed yeah. she's so committed to everybody you never let anybody down so well thank you yeah mm-hmm. yeah thank you mom for You're being welcome. here it was it. such it was a so special nice to you. episode all these times yeah. and listening to you and enjoying yes. it and i get to yes. meet you well, hearing about yeah. you from jackie and trying to figure oh, no. out why she is the way she is like this is no i'm just kidding this has been great now you yes. know what happened to her i know, yeah. know. yes i love now you I know so much she's turned out to be such a sweet human jackie is so caring and is really good at showing how she cares and now i'm seeing it's hereditary well, <laughs> it's nice to get you. to meet you and hear from thank you thank you yes i love my life I yeah i really do well i love my mom well and thank you for being here <laughs> all right so i am really excited that now we have a very special guest uh, jackie isn't here so it's just becca but i get the pleasure of interviewing my mother my favorite woman in the entire world uh, Vivian McQueen. So, Mama, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, just tell us a little bit about where you're from, your marriage, all of those kind of things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Vivian McQueen, and I'm from Litchfield, Kentucky. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, the Evely community, and that's down around uh, on Rough River. Uh, I live on what was uh, my family farm. You've been married to Dad for how long? Uh, it's going to be 44 years. Okay. And where did you meet dad? Actually, the first time I ever laid eyes on him, mm-hmm. he got on the school bus. Uh, I didn't even know he was living right up the road and he got on and I can remember he had to bend his head. So he, because he was so tall, because he, uh, wouldn't hit the ceiling and he had on this leather jacket, uh, leather jacket from, uh, school that he was going to in Louisville. I was really impressed. How old were you when you first saw Dad on that school bus and uh, fell in love? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. And so, did, and how soon after that did you and Dad start dating? Well, I couldn't date till I was 16. Okay. <laughs> well, no, he could come over to the house and stuff. Yeah. But And then it's been oh yeah, love ever since. Yes. Got married the week before I graduated high school. So you actually graduated high school as Vivian McQueen, not Vivian yes. Mercer. Correct. And I was not pregnant, I'll have you know. Okay. That's very important. She has told me that repeatedly throughout my life. And don't you, I was not pregnant, Rebecca. Um, And so then after uh, you and dad got married in 1979, correct? Mm -hmm. May of 79, uh, you guys uh, moved to Nebraska eventually, correct? Not till two years later. Two years later, you moved to Nebraska with two kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So you had me in 1980 and then Timothy, my younger brother, in 1982. Correct. Correct. Okay, who did you name me after? I think that's important. Where did you get the name Rebecca Faith? Oh, because when me and dad were dating, you know, Daniel Boone was a big deal when uh-huh. we were growing up. Like with I the like the schoon the, Daniel Boone with was like the a raccoon man, hat, like that Daniel Boone. I want to be clear, man. Yes. Okay. I still love to watch it on early in the morning, but um, he used to say when we would be out. I mean, because we'd go squirrel hunting and we did a lot of stuff outside, dating and junk, and uh, just being silly sometimes. He'd say, come on, Becky. You know, that's what Daniel called 
his well, wife. Rebecca. <laughs> so yeah, people think I was named after the Rebecca, like in the Bible, but that would be spelled differently. No, I am a very Kentucky person <laughs> and I am named after Daniel Boone's wife. So she was that. gorgeous on the show too. Well, and I'm gorgeous in real life. So <laughs> how appropriate. So y'all eventually went to Nebraska. And then when you were in Nebraska, dad joined the Marines. Yes. And at that time you became a military because wife. Because we, we moved out there. He had a job and the job, uh, the company closed down and uh, we went to church and he was uh, good friends with the Marine Corps recruiter. Yep. And he comes home and tells me he's joined the Marine Corps. And it's like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. And, you know, all I could think of, because, you know, growing up, I mean, I, I never remember going to Fort Knox or anything. I mean, I knew that was Army there was an army base up there and you know we'd see helicopters fly over and stuff but all i knew is all i could think of i'm going to be a widow i've got two kids i'm going to be a widow oh, that's terrible because how old were you at the time like 24 right 24 25 it was 1985 so you were 24 yeah i mean you were young with two and, kids with two dad kids. had to have a special he had to have a special waiver to even join because he had age. two kids two kids and married so at that point um we moved to Florida for a little bit while dad was in boot camp, and then we moved to North Carolina. What was the biggest, I'm sorry, I know I didn't give you this question beforehand, but I just think it's interesting. What was the biggest changes you saw in your life once you became a military wife? There was a lot of times where it was just me. Yeah. I had to p- play both roles, mom and dad. Yeah. But I did it as a family good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no I mean, we'll talk about that probably when we get into more of the parenting no. questions. But I mean, no, you were, I mean, and, and I think about sometimes how young you were to have us um, because you were 19 when I was born and 20 when Timothy was born, right? And so, I mean, you were young to have kids that you were, you know, having to well, and you have by think, yourself sometimes. I mean, I had no relatives. Yeah. You weren't around, like, you no. know, like today and you watched Asher this morning and helped me and Matt out because we had to do a thing for work. You know, you didn't have family around to do those no. kind of things for and you. I mean, All right. So we're going to get into the icebreaker questions then. Oh, wait. Okay. So wait, you do have six grandkids. I think that's important for six people to grandkids. know. You have six grandkids. Um, Only have two children. Two children. But my brother has five kids. Five kids. They they like to have babies. Um, and then you're a school bus driver, but in yes, special less, needs. Yes. Yep. And, and then, I've got 13 days left. 13 days yes. left. So she's very excited. Mama's going to retire at the end of this month. So I'm going to have no schedule. Year. She and dad are both going to be retired. And so it's going to be dad very, double very nice. retired. All right. So the first question that I know has been difficult for you to think about. What has been one of the most influential films to you and why? This is crazy. I didn't watch a whole lot of movies. I mean, our, uh, as a child, I mean, just, I mean, living on the farm and daddy working from sunup to sundown. Uh, I mean, we had a garden and all that stuff. I mean, we didn't sit around and watch television other than like when we went to school and then we came home and got off the school bus. We had our peanut butter and crackers and glass of milk. <laughs> and then it was Bonanza, um, uh, Death Valley. What is Death uh, Valley? Is it another Western show? Oh, yeah, it was great. Rawhide? Um, no. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't see a whole lot of movies. I can remember, and I know you're going to think this is crazy, but as a child, I can remember Granny calling and saying, Oh, Rudolph's on tonight. <laughs> like Rudolph, the, yeah. Rudolph is going to be on. That was a highlight of the whole Christmas season, was Rudolph. But I mean, I love Lucy. Uh, uh, Andy Griffin, 
But as far as movies, Rudolph I mean, is what came to mind. Well, Rudolph. you still, I mean, well, and you love the Rudolph movie because you've tried to like, I don't want to say push it, but you know, the, the oh, kids, yeah. well, like, I the like anything old timey, yeah. uh, just simple, simple. I mean, I loved Rudolph. I guess okay. Rudolph. Rudolph. I like it. Okay. Now, I, I don't know what your answer is going to be to this one. If you could be the member of any fictional family, so um, like from film or TV, which one would you want it to be and why? I would say mm, I went through this big deal of Little House on the Prairie. Oh, that's a good answer. Little House on the Prairie. It was just simple life, family, family, and going to town. I mean, going to town was a big deal for me growing up. Uh-huh. You didn't do it in a covered wagon, though. No, no but, but. Uh, we do it. We got to ride in the back of the truck to yeah, town. But, oh, and that's in fact, an... I had a sister fall out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, you didn't say that, but you have five sisters. I have five sisters, so. six girls, no boys. They just kept on, kept on, and then finally realized, you know, this is ridiculous. Well, I mean, and Mama had even, you have two sisters who were born in the same year, one in February and one on Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, do your math on that. <laughs> so Groundhog's wait. Day, February 2nd. To Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. All right. So if you could only listen to one song on repeat for the rest of your life, what one would you want it to be and why? See, I had another one. I don't know. I don't know. You really can't think of one? Um, what kind of music do you listen to? Mostly gospel music, I guess. Yeah, you listen to Southern, a lot of gospel music. Southern oh, yeah, I gospel. thought you would have a church song or something that you would have picked, honestly. Um, me and dad would always sing, uh, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. I mean, I, I know I, I really like that song. Yeah, I can imagine but you, I don't, you guys would sing that yeah. at things in like yeah. harmony, like acapella, yeah. right? Yeah. Because yeah, you um, and dad, you and your sisters used to like go around and sing at oh, things, Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, well, you know the deal when me and dad were dating. No, I don't know the deal. When we, we were dating, dad thought for entertainment. I mean, it was just out of respect. I mean, you 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 grew up in church and uh i mean it was all about family i mean we had a really simple life i mean it was school church farm farm school church farm revival and funeral homes dad (laughs) used to say i think vivian what do y'all do go to the funeral home for entertainment (laughs) it's terrible (laughs) and everybody knew us as the mercer girls because I mean, they'd see us at the funeral home, and I mean, all Daddy'd have to do is cut his eyes at us, you know. And we sat there like little, you know. I mean, wouldn't move, sit there all nice and yeah, little cherub angels. Yes, and the, but then they would have y'all sing. Oh yeah, yeah, I've sung at so many funerals, and well, you and Dad have sang revivals. Somebody's funeral, maybe one of your aunts. You and Dad sang just in the last, I don't know, yeah, since I've moved to Kentucky, yeah. Um, so okay, since this is our Mother's Day episode, we want to hear about motherhood from your perspective. What was the one of the, the most challenging things about motherhood for you, besides just me in general? What challenging, challenging. Like, what was difficult about being a mom to you, or is difficult? The breastfeeding thing was really the first thing really difficult. Really? Now, I, I can truthfully say I loved being pregnant. Really? You've never I said that to me. I loved being pregnant. What did you love about being pregnant? It was an excuse to be fat. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we have a reason. Yeah, no, but, yeah. no, I'm just, no, it was true. I, I loved being pregnant. I mean, I had morning sickness and stuff. In fact, I'll tell you this story. Okay. This is interesting to me. Okay. <laughs> this is funny. Me and dad, uh, we had, you know, was living uh, back here uh, at that time when you were up. Uh, were you pregnant with me or Timothy? 
with you. Okay. And uh, dad was a spreader at the sewing factory in Litchfield. Okay. For just a short time. And I worked at the same sewing factory where we were in the Alexander Hotel there on the square in Litchfield. Uh-huh. And uh, one morning on our way to work... We were in the pickup truck, you know, going down the road. It was early. Probably no seatbelts on. We had on. to be there at 7 o'clock. Uh-huh. And uh, we topped this hill, and it was warm. And all of a sudden, splat. Dad hit a white chicken, flew up, and it splattered all across. Through the, the guts and the blood and everything? The blood, the feathers, everything. Well, we had to, you know, I mean, we had to get to work and stuff. And... uh I can remember having to, he had, he would have to pull over on the way to work when I was pregnant with you because I had morning sickness and I'd have to puke on the way. And that morning, guts, feathers, <laughs> I had to stop, puke. And then that afternoon when I came out of uh, the sewing factory, uh-huh. I would sit there all day. The smell. Oh, oh that makes me The want to smell. Oh, it like baked into the truck. Yes. Like, oh gosh! Was, so that was, okay, but what about like once we were like kids? What was most challenging about being a mom? Mm, y'all were sixteen months apart. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The whole thing uh, with breastfeeding was difficult because you know you always hear everybody you know you need to breastfeed, breastfeed. That's what's best. I tried it for eight days and I breast said, is best. <laughs> that's what I said. No way. But, because you like to say I what, mom. You pleasure. You were pleasure sucking. <laughs> <laughs> no that's what the doctor said because that's all she wanted to do. That's all you wanted to do. I constantly. wasn't actually like. So then we went to the bottle and everything was fine. And oh I yeah, turned out just as plump as they get. So oh yeah, I was perfectly. And see, fine. you were born there before Thanksgiving, and you know I was young and stupid, and nobody ever told me don't eat onions. Oh, and so it would then oh, give you... Oh, you got... Oh, it was horrible. Oh, uh, that's why but, I try to avoid onions to this day, and I'm 42 yeah, years old. The I guess the breastfeeding. I thing. thought you were going to say having a teenage daughter was the most challenging thing about being a mom. I was a jerk. Well, as far as... I was thinking, I guess, young. Yeah. Just, well, I guess uh, when dad was gone, too. I mean, that was... It, I mean, it would be challenging. Remember, you fell and broke your leg while he was gone. Timbo yeah. broke his arm. Accident prone. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay, just... well, what has been the most rewarding thing about being a parent? Uh, I guess seeing uh, you and Timothy grow up, having yeah. kids of your own. And, uh, I mean, y'all turned out pretty good. We, we did turn out pretty good. <laughs> if you ask I me, mean, you I think we turned out great. you got great jobs. Yeah. You've got good kids. Yeah. I mean, really, y'all do have good kids. Trust yeah. me, I'm around bad kids all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I'm truly blessed. You really think Timothy turned out all right? I'm just kidding. Timothy is good. He's a good dad, too, of his five children. All right. What has been one of your favorite phases of kids? So was it like, did you really like the newborn and the baby stage, like elementary school, high school, or like us as adults? Uh, They've all been pretty good. Really? I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed all of it. I can remember when you all, you know, were in school and y'all were just so above everybody else in school. <laughs> we I were mean, really... I, I, I really... I've really had proud and continue to have really proud um i mean i've just been proud of you all through everything oh, that's from really nice. kids to 
Well, I guess that's a question I have for you then. I think I've probably asked you this question before. You and dad were young when you had us. I mean, just by like today's standards, you were 19 and 20 when you started oh, yeah. having kids. Hi, and in then, fact, I just saw this little couple the other night when I went in the nursing home to see mom. Uh-huh. There was a couple and they've been a couple. I mean, they, they're a graduated high school, just graduated a couple of years ago. And they said, you know, we've been a couple for four years. No, we're, you know, we're planning on getting married, but we just work here together and stuff. Uh-huh. And I mean, they they were real cute, real nice to the residents and stuff. And I said, "Listen," they said, "But you know, we're young and we think we should wait." I, you know, I gave them the story about me and Dad. I said, "Everybody thought, you know, oh, we're so young yeah. and all this stuff." And I said, "Here it is, forty-four years later." And I said, "You know, just stick with each other. Just yeah. get through it." Well, I guess how did how. And this is the secret, right? How did Timothy and I turn out? Like, how did y'all know how to parent at such a young age? Because we, I mean, we were, I mean, and I'm not just like, you know, like talking about myself, but Timothy and I never had behavioral problems. We were really good in school. Like we were just, and I, I I wonder sometimes. I'll tell you. Okay. Because I saw. Why are you crying? I don't know. But I saw through my grandparents Mm -hmm. and my mom and dad. Yeah. You know, Papa was a principal. Um, my great grandfather was a, uh, uh, elementary principal, you know, when I was in school and stuff and, uh, granny was just a stay at home mom and did everything garden. I mean, uh, we were just raised simple in church. We were taught right from wrong, uh-huh. what you do and don't do. And I, I just learned it from the best. Were me and dad perfect? No, we just tried to instill in you all what, what you had been instilled in you, basically. Yeah, and and he he came from the same type of parents and grandparents. Yeah, I mean, I just remember, I've always just had this, like, admiration for you two, and then also, like, a healthy, like, I don't want to disappoint them. Do do, do you know what I mean? Like, we knew, like you said, we knew right from wrong, and we we didn't want to disappoint you all. And so I just think sometimes people are just like, oh, they're so young, but you did... You did a really good job. Oh, so. All right. So how do you, I'm interested to hear this. How has motherhood changed from when you, we were little to now like us as parents? Like what are some of the things that you've seen change in parenting? Well, you you have to realize. (laughs) (laughs) How old are you? I'm 42. (laughs) 42. I'm 62. Uh Uh-huh. We didn't have the internet back then. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And we had uh, common sense. (laughs) (laughs) no uh trial and error i mean you just just a mother's intuition i mean you did what i mean really basic common sense yeah and what you know my mom told me she did or what granny did or yeah whatever it's just changed i mean we don't we don't believe everything that we read in a book or see in a magazine or what you know you didn't have facebook all right so now that you've um experienced you know all the seasons of parenting you're now a grandparent what Mm -hmm. advice would you give to other parents parents know best what do you mean by that and why are you saying it with that that look on your face (laughs) parents know best what does that mean i mean uh don't let some don't let somebody else try to tell you what they did or how they did it and what you should or shouldn't be doing People got all sorts of opinions. Yes, that they want to give you. Yeah. We, uh, all I got to say is, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm preaching a sermon or nothing like that. But <laughs> we have we have the, the uh, good book, the Bible that tells us how things are supposed to be. You know, pretty much how you're supposed to do it. You know, not exactly when it comes. To- <laughs> 
but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah the guidelines of yes, how you're supposed yes. to live and treat other people and all those yes, kind of things. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's been just, you know, in the 14 months that I've been a parent that I've, people have all sorts of advice and things that oh, they yeah. think you should or shouldn't be doing. And it's just like, that might have worked for you, but that's not the way it's going to work for me. And just like, back mm-hmm. off, lady. Yeah, so, I mean. Okay. All right. What is something you think I'm doing well as a mom? I know I'm not as long into it as most people, but is there something, is there something you see me doing well as a mom? Yes. What? I think you're an excellent mom. Why would you say that? I'm not, not that I, I mean, I'm just like, what, what are you doing wrong? Ask yourself, what are you doing wrong? What are you not doing? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't see you doing anything wrong, so you must be doing everything right. It's the way I look at it. Okay. Well, that's good. Okay. I mean, Asher's growing and doing just what, like he should do. He's finally eating the way he's supposed to. Now we just got to get him talking. He's walking. Lord, he's walking now. Yes, But we need to get him talking all he says is dada and that you can look at him and go ma 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 and he'll go no rebecca this morning sitting in his high chair Uh uh-huh when the dogs came over Uh uh-huh get get did he really yes he's saying get do you say that when they come over there to him yes and so does matt ask dad i swear i think he says granddad almost he's like yang yang yeah he likes (laughs) granddad better than he does mama no he doesn't Dad just makes noises and stuff. Like, he makes the fart noise with his mouth, and he really likes that. Yeah, but, but I mean. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, you've been the favorite of all of the grandkids. Let Dad have this one moment. For a but little bit. he loves you. You get on the FaceTime in his little, like, world. Okay. So, I think I probably know who you're going to talk about, but who are some women who've inspired you, or, like, what qualities do you find inspiring in women in your life? Well, uh, my grandmother, Granny. Mm-hmm. My uh, dad's mom died. Dimple when, Pryor. Yes. When mm-hmm. uh, daddy was only two years old, he was the youngest of 14 kids. So I never knew uh, but one uh, grandmother, Granny. She was simple. She could do anything. She could do anything. Mm-hmm. But just the simple life. Yeah. And and mom, oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, Mamaw's just like. Oh, yeah. She's an angel. Yeah. And, and I, she wasn't my mom. And so I know she probably got after you. I can't remember Mamaw ever getting after me, but yeah. Uh, mom, uh, and, and you know what's uh, sort of crazy? Me and mom were not what I would say close growing up. I mean, uh-huh. there were six of us. Me and mom were not close at all. But now, uh, I mean, mom, since she was diagnosed with her, her Alzheimer's and. We lived right there close to mom and stuff. Uh, mom and granny were my, um, everybody always says I'm so much like my dad. Yes. But I need to be a whole lot like my mom. But I just don't have it in me. I don't See, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. I think that you're a lot like mamaw. Now, I don't think you're, you're as wholesome as mamaw. But, I mean, that's what I like about you, Skank. But, like, uh, I think there's a lot. I mean, just the way you take care of your family. I mean, that's just mammals, like, whole Well, that's all I've thing. got. That's all I've that's got. That's all you fun. have. But I well, think you find that of, to be the most valuable yes. thing to you. And I think people that. Family. Yeah. So, okay. What are you most proud of about yourself? That's a hard question sometimes for people to answer. I don't know. I don't have very many proud moments, especially because I just can't my weight off mama <laughs> oh, Lord. my accomplishments are my kids and grandkids okay that's what you're most proud of is that's what kids. i'm most proud of okay. my kids and my grandkids because i don't have any complaints about them okay well i'm going to tell you what i'm most proud of about you okay without getting emotional okay um i think 
I think the thing that is most admirable about you, besides your very good sense of humor and wit that I like to think that I <laughs> inherited, and your ability to talk to anybody, you could, Mama can I get talk. That from Daddy. Yes, you did get that from Papa C.L. Mercer. Uh, Mom can talk to a wall and make them her friend. Um, but I think the thing that is most admirable about you is the way you take care of the people that you love. Um, you, you might have said that you, you know, you and Mamma maybe weren't close or whatever, but I do know that when your dad got sick back in 2000, he passed away in 2005. So back in the early 2000s, when your dad, you know, got diagnosed with cancer and y'all were in North Carolina, it was like without a thought that y'all moved back here to help take care of and be with Papa in those final years. And then since then, the way that you have taken care of your mom being one of the I'm just going to say it on the radio or whatever. One of the few of the six sisters who's just, I mean, there were a couple of years there, mom, where you were the one, the main one taking care of me. And I do it all over again. I know. And that to me, the selflessness of that is something that I will always talk about when I talk about my mom. Well, I was, I was raised that way. Yeah. You, you take care, you take care of your own. Yeah. And so I think do right. You do right. You know, I, I can truthfully say I, I I have no regrets on anything that I've done in my life. Well, I, I can't say really no regrets, <laughs> no regrets. But uh, I I can lay my head down on my pillow at night and uh, have no um, nothing keeps me awake. I have no I have, have no regrets. I have you've peace, had, yeah. and you you know comes a a point where you just do right. Yeah. You just do what's right. Yeah, it's sometimes hard, and but you just do what you know is right. Yeah. Well, even and, and then get over, get over who's not doing right or who's who is doing right. You know, just take take care of your own. Do what's right and keep on going. Yeah. Well, just the way you know you take care of Mamma and you don't. You know, and I know it's been hard. With her Alzheimer's and dementia, you know, like all of those things that I, I know that gets difficult sometimes. I mean, because like I said, there was a period of your life where you couldn't do things on weekends or take trips because of, you know, taking care of mamma. Um, and so but, I just I think that's something that you should be proud of about yourself is just so right how, you, how well you love the people Don't that you care about. Don't put me up on no pedestal because it's just the right thing to do. Jeez, I'm going to put you up on a pedestal because you're my mother. You live on a pedestal as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> now, sometimes. <laughs> oh, don't even. What? you? Oh, let me tell you. Because here's the thing. People tell me all the time. I mean, and I have these moments now where I'm like, oh, Matt will be like, okay, Vivian. And not in like an ugly way, but like just the way I say things. And I'm like, oh, I am. I am my mom. And I think sometimes that's why we like get on each other's nerves real bad is because we are so much alike. That we could kill each other <laughs> in moments. But anyway, I know this is not the most comfortable thing for you to come and record this. I thought you might be a little nervous about it. Oh, but please. I appreciate you doing this, Mama. And I love you. I hope you know how much I love you. You know how much I love you and how proud I am of you. Yep. I've always been proud of you. Yep. See, why are we? We're like the funny haha ones. Why are we getting emotional? I don't know because I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's good to get emotional. I know. Well, I'm excited about my second Mother's Day as a mom. You know, I I think I talked about it when Jackie was in here. but um, Because you know what? For years, we thought you would never be a mom. All right. I love you, Mama. Happy Mother's Day. Love you too, Beck. Wrecker, Becker.
Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jackie's brother, Adrian, and then her brother, Jordan, have a special message for their mom. At 40 years old, I rely on mom's advice now more than ever. I talk with my mom most every morning where we discuss what we're going to accomplish for the day, any troubles we may be having, but mostly just things that we're looking forward to that day. I would describe my mom as deeply caring, hardworking, and she always puts others before herself. And although it's clear that she makes the world a more beautiful place through her great work as a beautician, the real beauty is her passion for life, her kindness towards others, and the love for her family. I feel very fortunate to have such an incredible mom, and I will never be able to thank her enough for everything she does for me and my family. Mom, I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day that's as beautiful as you are. Love, your number one son. Hey, Mama. Driving around town with a shaggy head of hair, you know, wishing I could just pull up to the shop, get a really good shampoo, quick trim, probably some peanut M&Ms, and uh, more importantly, get to just chat and hear about what's going on. But instead, I'm just going to have to pull into this great clips and get a crappy haircut. I love you. Hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day and hope to see you soon. My brother Timothy talks about why my mom is special. Why I appreciate my mother. There's a lot of reasons. Being my strongest critic, my biggest supporter, and being one of the people that I know always has my best interest in mind. Uh, Being a person that, that gave me a place to come back to when everything in my life started to fall apart, her and dad were willing to take me in as I got things right. And that's a reason to be thankful for. 